Hello and welcome to Leading from the Middle. I'm your host, Kevin Pratt II, and today we're going to talk about ethical decision-making and behaviors. Understanding how we make and follow through on ethical decision is the first step in making better choices. Today I'm going to review a systematic approach for processing situations that you may find beneficial in future personal and business relationships. We're going to review a process started by Rushworth Kittler. Rushworth Kittler was born out of Amherst, Massachusetts. He founded the Institute for Global Ethics in 1990. And he's also the author of Moral Courage and How Good People Make Tough Choices, as well as Resolving the Dilemmas of Ethical Living. So my basis of this discussion will come a lot from what Mr. Rusworth Kindler spoke of. First, Kindler had a few ethical checkpoints. He wanted to recognize that there's a problem. He wanted to determine the actor, gather the relevant facts, test versus right versus the wrong issue, test right versus wrong values. So let's start with the first one, recognizing that there's a problem. Critically important because it focuses us on an issue that deserves our attention. When we recognize that there's a problem, we have to understand that, okay, something is not quite right. And on the business side of things, if something's not right, you have to figure out, okay, what's wrong? And let's try to assess the actor, which is determining the actor. They're very important to narrow down the person responsible for the issue. So if you have a problem, you have to understand first who's responsible for the issue or what's responsible for the issue. And it's not meant to point blame, but you have to understand where your source of the pain comes from so that you can effectively address it and work through it. You have to gather all the relevant facts had to be adequate, accurate, and current information is important. So it can't be anything that happened last month or last year. It has to be current and relevant. You got to test for what's right versus what's wrong issue. And that's critically important because a choice is generally a poor one if it gives you a negative gut level reaction. So if you're making a choice that gives you a negative gut level reaction, that's not the right choice. Let me give you an example. If I'm constantly late for work or late for an appointment and I try to figure out, okay, what's wrong? Who's the actor? What actor is simple? It's me. But then if my choice that I make gives me a negative reaction, well, I'm going to not leave 20 minutes before time of rush hour. I'm going to leave just 15 minutes or 10 minutes before rush hour. That's still going to give me a negative reaction. I'm still going to be late. Some days I may be later than normal, but I'm still going to be late. So I can't make that choice. Basically, would you make, oh, sorry. Basically, would you feel uncomfortable in front of your mom or 
would you feel uncomfortable if the story was placed on the front page? So going back to the business side, if you're making a decision that's going to be front page news, you may not want to make that decision because in essence, it's going to turn around being terrible to try to do damage control later on to rebuild your reputation. Or it may violate a moral code of someone you care about. So your wife or a significant other or husband may see it on the front page or they may hear about it through people talking and gossiping. Well, it's going to hurt if they find out. And then when you start to test for right versus wrong value, this is in four parts. First, you got to have a truth-telling versus loyalty to other and institutions. So beyond everything, you got to tell the truth. If you can't tell the truth versus being loyal to someone or institutions, you may find out that your loyalty is going to get you in trouble. A lot of times when we're talking about ethical decision-making and behaviors, a lot of it stems from a loyalty or bad surroundings. We have a group of people that we're loyal with. And because we spent time with them, went to college with them, or on a personal note, we're childhood friends. But that childhood friend may be doing a thing that's not in our best interest, that goes against our ethics. And if we're keeping true to loyalty, then we're in trouble. If our friend does something that's illegal or immoral and we don't tell the truth about it, we may be causing a lot of problems down the road. We have to address our personal needs versus the needs of the community. So the needs of one should not outweigh the needs of the many. It should always be about community and other institutions. You should never make a selfish decision for yourself that puts the company in harm or put your moral or ethics in harm. You have to assess short-term benefits versus long-term negative consequences. I'll give you a good example. Not preparing for a meeting because you want to go out and have a good time with your friends, drink, or whatever, but you know that you have a huge meeting with the boss and leaders from the headquarters. Well, if you don't perform well, that's going to lead to a long-term negative consequence. Your brand may be damaged, and it's hard to build your brand up once it's been damaged. And I'm not talking about someone else damaging your brain. I'm talking about a self-inflicted wound because a self-inflicted wound is harder to come come back from than someone just spreading lies or rumors or, or gossiping. Um, that's the real difference. Then you got to think about justice versus mercy. Are you being merciful or are you giving out good justice? So being merciful may mean allowing things to slide that shouldn't slide. And that's a moral decision 
but also poor ethical judgment as opposed to providing the right justice for the crime. And I use crime as an example because it doesn't have to be something illegal, but it could be something that goes against the moral fiber of the business. And you have to dole out the appropriate justice. And it doesn't feel good to do that, but you still have to do it. You have to be fair and even-handed because conflict with love and compassion. So when you're fair and even-handed, make conflict with love and compassion. So if you being fair about the justice, it may conflict with your love and compassion for the individual. You may not want to do it, but it's the right thing to do. It's like disciplining our kids. We love our kids, but we should not reward bad behavior. So by doing this will allow us to provide the right justice, the fair and impartial decision so that future decision-making behaviors are made better by uh, that person uh, than if we didn't do the right thing to help them the right way in the beginning. And we have to apply ethical standards and perspectives. There may be a combination of steps that gives you the best results. So you have to look at what's the right steps to give us the right results. And your ethical standards have to be based on a lot of times what you know to be true in your guts. If you was raised the correct way or if you was trained the right way in business, then you should know the best results and what needs to happen step by step so that at the end, you don't have to worry about, did I make the right decision? Did I make the wrong decision? Because you know that you follow the steps and you made the best results that led to the correct decision-making and drove the correct behavior behind it. You have to look for a third way. Sometimes resolution may come in a compromise or development of a creative solution. So when you're thinking about something, always think of, okay, this is the right way to do it. This is an alternative way to do it. And then think of a third way that may be a combination of the two. And sometimes by looking at the two and come up with a third, you ultimately come up with a more robust and better creative solution that ultimately gives you the right decision in the long run. And then make the decision. You need to have a call to action. You must move forward and decide. This is the step that a lot of people fear to do. They come down to analyzing all the evidence or all the data or all the information that stands before them. And then they have paralysis analysis. They think so long that they just cannot make the correct decision. This is when real leaders step up. Make a decision. Stay by the decision. And then move forward. That's the most important step in this whole process. Because if you don't ultimately make a decision based on all the facts, all the data, and you made it ethically, and you draw the right behavior, then 
Chances are you made a good decision and sometimes it's even the right decision and the best decision. After you made the decision, go back, revisit and reflect on the decision because a lot of times you can learn from your lessons to react to similar things in the future so that you don't have to take so long to make a decision. We learn from doing. So after we go through a process, whether it was a relationship, whether it was a decision to hire more people, whether it was a decision to cut costs or to invest more or to chip trim the margins. If you reflect on that decision after it's been made, after the process has been moving forward, then you can learn from your lessons and then react a lot quicker on similar issues. But ultimately, ethical decision-making and great behavior is paramount in leadership. If you're not an ethical person, you cannot be a great leader. Because you're going to make some decisions that's going to be unethical and that will not be in the best interest of the team, the community, or your group. So it goes hand in hand. That's why I love being a leader or working on leadership opportunities or perspectives than management. Management just takes uh, process and procedures, a book, and follow the, the steps one by one. They don't look at being innovative, being creative. They just follow what's been told. But a leader looks at the complete landscape and makes decisions based on what's ethical, what's moral, but ultimately tries to inspire, motivate, and lead the team. Because it's not about him. It's about the team and about the organization, ultimately. So to recap, first, you have to recognize that there's a problem. Look what's going on around you, assess the damage, and then determine the actor, the source, the cause. Use your information at your disposal, the data. That's when you're gathering all the relevant facts. And then you're going to test. You're going to test right versus the wrong issue. And then you're going to test right versus the wrong value. Because if it's no value, in your decision, then you're making a wrong decision. If you're not testing the right versus the wrong issue, you may decide on the wrong issue. Or you may decide on something that's already right and you're making a change to something causing more problems in the long, long run. And then you need to apply ethical standards and perspectives. So use your moral compass. Use your guide, your rule of thumb that you were born with, that you were trained for, whether in business school or through corporate training. Apply those ethical standards and perspectives to your decision and use those as a barometer to making your decision. Once you thought of two ways, look for a third way. Use those two ways to be creative and innovative to come up with the third way, because sometimes the third way is ultimately the best way. And it's the easiest, most simplest way imagined. But sometimes what's right in front of us, the easiest 
decision is overlooked a lot of times. After you've done all of that, then stand up, be strong, make the decision. In order to be a leader that's worth his weight in, in gold or, or worth his salt, you got to make a decision. Stand by the decision. Believe in that decision. Know that in the long run, you made the right decision based on all the parameters, all the factors, and all the information you had to choose from. And guess what? You're going to live with the decision. Once you did it, once you make the decision, and you're living in the, the, the mode of, okay, decision is made. So now what? Now, reflect and revisit this decision so that in the future, you can be better prepared, better equipped, more knowledgeable to make the best and ultimately the right ethical decision that drives the right behavior. Hopefully you guys grab something from the steps of ethical decision-making and behavior. And I'm your host, Kevin Pratt II, and you've been listening to Leading from the Middle.